This week, we examine marriage. It seems like a good idea, and hopefully it's working out for you. But just don't be that person who proclaims their spouse is also their best friend. You show me a guy who says that, and I'll show you a guy who needs better friends. Have you ever wondered if your marriage is normal? Or are you thinking about getting married but don't know what to expect? Better yet, were you once married and then realized that the partnership was a complete mess? We're going to talk about some of the trials and tribulations of marriage with an emphasis on those annoying things that your spouse does and how to address them. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Perez Martial Arts. Teach your kids respect and discipline while learning self-defense. And by Park Street Books. They must be doing something right because they just celebrated their 20th anniversary. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, how's it going? It's Rick Fink Jr. here. I'm hanging out like a nerd in my basement in front of a microphone and some computer stuff and a soundboard. My friend Liz Daly. We're doing this podcast. Doing this. It's called Small Town Scuttlebutt. And uh, we react to the overreactions of small town problems. Every week we, we hash things out. We try to make sense of life, especially mm-hmm. in the small town space, because uh, it's a unique situation that we have here things are pretty good but people like to make make up problems yes i actually coincidentally finished listening to an episode of a podcast today rick about something that took place in a small town back in 1977 a small town in ohio where so this is pre-internet this is pre-facebook this is pre-concerned citizens of insert any town usa the good old days the good old days where someone Decided to shake things up in the small town, so started sending letters to residents, business owners, etc., outing people's secrets. What? The, the school superintendent is shagging one of the married bus drivers. <laughs> and like no, to this day, no one knows who wrote the letters. That's great. Right? Like, that's, that's, do you think that's what we would be doing here in Medfield if we didn't have, like, concerned citizens would just be popping letters into the the post office box to Starbucks and Park Street Books and our neighbors being like, so-and-so's dog shits on my lawn every morning and she doesn't clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think that maybe people would uh, put up bulletins, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you go to the grocery store, you see the community bulletin board where you can get informed that Oklahoma is going to be performed by the high school drama club. Right. Get your tickets now. Oh, and also Sally's a whore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I might like that. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. That right? Would, that would be. <laughs> because you have to get out from behind your computer, mm-hmm. go into said store, yep. walk up to the community bulletin board and tack that up for everybody to see. Not sit there behind your keyboard and going, Sally's a whore. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Here's her phone number, and then you have those little <laughs> yes. those little rip away tags at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was just kind of interesting. Sally. So there's small town scuttlebutt has been going on for quite some time. Oh, sure, sure. That's great. That's mm-hmm. that's fun. Fun stuff. Creative ways. Mm-hmm. Now it's just too easy. It is. You know, and everybody you just, can do it. You can just hide behind your keyboard and and whatnot. Well, anyway, uh, we're here to talk about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're looking at some of the data that's coming in from our listener survey. And if you haven't filled that out and you consider yourself a listener, which you'd have to if you actually just heard what I just said. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> If that's... you're currently listening, you're a listener. <laughs> you're a listener. Uh, go to our Instagram and uh, the link is in the bio for a listener survey. We would quick 10 questions. It takes less than a minute. Unless you're slow, <laughs> but that's not you because right. you are listening to this highbrow intellectual right. program. It takes about a minute. First five questions, tell us what you think of the show. The next five questions, tell us about yourselves. And uh, everybody's married and everyone has kids. Well, not everyone. Most. Most, them, yeah. The super yeah. majority mm-hmm. has kids. So I thought, well, let's let's speak to the scuttlebuds, right? Mm-hmm. And um, every day i wonder is is my marriage like everyone else's like we're siloed <laughs> aren't we we're kind of siloed. Do, well i guess guys don't talk about relationships with their friends or do you i don't know like i, I compare i don't want to say notes but like mm-hmm. i discuss my friends and i we discuss our relationships you know not just with our husbands but our kids and our parents and mm-hmm. blah 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 i think we're a little bit more open emotionally about things like that i think dan generally talks about sports and business and his friends just shit on each other i think that's the crux of the relationship yes sometimes uh we do vent but mm-hmm. but there's really uh, yeah i think everyone i just i don't know i mean mm-hmm. i'm in a situation where i think everyone i'm friends with is in a happy marriage so right but but i'll get back to you when one of the friends <laughs> statistically <laughs> speaking yeah it's like 50 percent of my right Everyone I know, but but everyone I know is still married. It's yes. It's, I remember a few years ago we were doing a family picture for my mom's birthday. We were in the backyard at my parents' house, and um, so I'm married. Both my sisters are married, mm-hmm. and the photographer asked if we wanted to have a picture with just my sisters and I and my parents. And I looked at Dan and my brothers-in-law and I go, well, statistically speaking, at least one of you won't be here at some point. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> the photographer was horrified. I was like, it's a joke. <laughs> but it's true. And that's right. probably why he asked. You know? <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that today, but uh, before we get into that, uh, we have some, Listener emails that we can read, and um, also we can just—I don't know. I, I, usually, we 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 check in and see how we're doing. How are you doing? Are you good? Everything yeah, great? everything's good. I can't believe it's March. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You've got a big uh, trip coming up this week, do you not? I do. I'm going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. You can't say Vegas without saying <laughs> that, can you? <laughs> I held myself back. I'm like, I won't do it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, going to Las Vegas to a podcast convention because we take our nonsense seriously, right. Liz. And I'm going to go. I'm going to report back to you uh, everything I've learned and uh, all the all the intel I've acquired through these breakout sessions mm-hmm. on how to grow an audience and and uh, level up. Yes, it's hard that's to what do. We're do. Level up to... in 2023. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll be good. I'm excited to hear how it goes and what other you know who you meet out there and kind of share stories with and brainstorm and what you learn. And I think a lot, well, you'll get a lot out of it. And I, in turn, will get a lot out of it. And I won't have to go to Vegas. I know. I hate it. (laughs) Well, I've never been and I don't see myself doing Mm. much uh, outside of of the stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a drinker. I just, you know, I don't need to go see the guy at our 
they people do residences, right? Oh like, yes, the, yes. The, the guy at our hotel is uh, what's his name? He writes the songs. Uh, Mandy does Mandy. Barry Manilow. Yeah, Barry Manilow is. Oh, is, I would totally go. Oh, I hate Barry <laughs> I Manilow. I love Barry Manilow. I, I see Barry I Manilow. I hate him. Just look at his freaking face. It's, okay. It's like <laughs> he's just all. All that makeup and all that, like, <laughs> huh, that, that shit-eating grin. It's like a permagrin. <laughs> nope. Wow. No. And, oh, and his music sucks. No. Absolutely love sucks. It. Really? We do usually... you, how do you feel about Neil Diamond? Oh, I love Neil Diamond. Why don't you like Barry Manilow? Because his, I just said his music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that we get a, we agree on a lot. Yes. But uh, hard Disagreement right. on Barry Manilow. Fair enough. I, I respect it. Everything about that guy, just <laughs> just cheesy. Just, <laughs> But I am excited. I was uh, listening to my favorite podcast, and I don't want everyone to go jumping ship and going over there, but Adam Carolla. Mm, I yes. love his podcast. Yeah. I've always loved this guy. Ever Going back to the man show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the man show with Jimmy Kimmel, oh right? Oh, my God. Could never be made today. No, it couldn't. Mm-mm. And I'm surprised that Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Crow, well, they get kind of a pass, right? Like, Jimmy yep. Kimmel hosted the Oscars. Right. People, and he, yeah, people forget about yeah. the man show and the trampoline with the oh well-endowed God, women. Yes. I mean, I saw an episode or two. <laughs> That's how every show ended. <laughs> with like cheerleader skirts on. <laughs> he is going to be performing at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy show on Thursday night. No way. Yeah, and I'm taking the red eye, so I'm literally, literally awesome. going to go got right up front. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to that. And then I'm just going to go to the, the airport. airport. Yeah. That's the way to do Vegas. Get in, get out. <laughs> yes. Two nights. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yep. Awesome. All right. Um, All right. So we do want to hear from what the Scuttlebuds have to say. Of course I do. Right. Yes. Thank you guys. We always love reading your emails and sorry we can't always get to all of them, but we've plucked a few out of the pile today. So first up, we've got Rachel from Hingham. That's actually where my husband grew up. Hingham. Nice town. Yes. It's lovely. I travel a lot. It used to be a great part of my job when I was younger, but now it is a drag. My biggest grievance with traveling for work is refilling the gas tank on the rental car. Why can't I start with a full tank? They tell you to refill it to what you started with, and it's always three-fifths or two-thirds, but never a full tank. Starting with a full tank would take the guesswork out of how much to refill, which is the last thing I care about on my way to the airport to return to my small town. I agree, Rachel. It's bullshit. I feel like if you're paying to rent a car... You should be able to use all the gas that you want. And you should be able to return that car on empty. And if it's a, you know, profit thing, jack up the price a couple bucks on the rental car. Have tell consumers you don't have to fill it up. To me, that's more valuable. There is a value there, right? Where's mm-hmm. the service? Right. Just pump the, just take the thing back. You got to clean it. Yeah. Right. You're going to vacuum it. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure everything is you got to kick the tires on it, yep. right? Just fill it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if you are going to put the onus on the renter to put as much gas in it as they took from it, give them a good starting point. Mm-hmm. I told preach, sister. I <laughs> totally agree with this. Yeah. I hate it. It's like you you get a, a this happens often with U-Haul. Remember when you have to move yourself? Oh, yes. And yeah. <laughs> back when like you're renting U-Haul, so every nickel you have yes. Matters, you're right? Too broke to hire movers, <laughs> and you're and you're doing that click, 
click, yeah. click, like I am not. I, I, you have to estimate, and then you yeah. turn. Then I, one time I was like, I am not giving U-Haul an extra ounce of gasoline. <laughs> they gave me three fifths of a tank. They're getting exactly three yep. fifths, and I would fill up the tank to where I think, right, and then I would go start the engine. <laughs> I'm like. I, I, I should probably give him a little, just a quick little squirt. Right, you know? right. There, that oh should be God. good. And then you go take it mm-hmm. back. Another time, on the flip side, you know, rent renting a car, traveling, I just go right by the gas station. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay the $20. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a convenience yep. fee. That Just the mindset adjustment. Mm-hmm. It's a convenience fee. You're, you're, you're paying an extra 20 bucks, but what you're doing is you're buying back time of your yeah. life. Yep. And, and and I'm not playing that game. But Yeah, I um, when I used to travel for work, I was always traveling with someone, like with a salesperson, so they would always rent the car for us. And I can't tell you how many times we'd be like driving around because they had to refill the tank because our company wouldn't reimburse. Like if they didn't and they got hit with the convenience charge, our company wasn't going to reimburse them for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, again, bullshit. If you're taking, then, and so... <laughs> If you're taking, you're losing your personal time, right? When you travel for work, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I feel like covering that convenience fee is just sort of a nice way to be like, don't worry about it. You were t- away from your family. Totally. You know, just totally. whatever, just get home. It's, it's <laughs> funny what where HR decides yes. to throw you a bone and where they don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, next up, we've got Kevin from Rochester. He says, what's up with the volatility? I'm sorry, there's a lot of Rochester. Oh, sorry. By the way. You're right. Rochester, New York. Oh, nice. My goodness. What's up? Yes. What's up with the volatility of eggs? WTF, they're eggs. You got chickens, you got eggs. There is something going on, and I'd love it if you could investigate. I'm unclear exactly what Kevin's getting at. Is it the price of eggs? Yeah, it okay. sounds like that. Okay. Um, I mean, that's that's what's in the news. Everyone's yes. talking about eggs. I We buy about three dozen eggs a week. Mm-hmm. We're a three dozen egg a week family. It's a lot of eggs. Yeah, I eat are you like, guys making omelets like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Uh, I eat like four hard-boiled eggs a day for breakfast. How's that for your cholesterol? That's fine. Is it fine? Okay, yeah. good, good. In fact, <laughs> in fact, my doctor said I could eat eggs every day. Really? Mm-hmm. It's good protein. It is good protein. Yeah, it's a great way to start the day. Do they make you gassy though? No. Oh, oh lucky you, lucky Sh- Leslie. <laughs> Shut the door and find <laughs> out, Liz. <laughs> Touch oven. <laughs> <laughs> biggest regret in my life as a parent is teaching my daughter the Dutch oven. Oh, yeah. My kids all know about it. Well, oh. I, I made dinner the other night in a Dutch oven, like the mm-hmm. pot. Yeah. And <laughs> and Brady's like, what's that, Mom? I go, it's a Dutch oven. He goes, oh, where are the farts? <laughs> I'm not eating that. Yeah. You cooked it in a Dutch mm-hmm. oven. Right. No, Kevin brings up an interesting point, though. There are more chickens, exponentially more chickens on the planet than there are people, right? Mm-hmm. There's like 11 billion chickens. So I feel like we probably have more than enough eggs. Well, I just read <laughs> something about this because I was thinking about the eggs. Mm-hmm. Avian flu mm. took out 50,000 <gasps> chickens. I, that's a drop on the bucket. 50,000 chickens. Like where? Just worldwide or? Nationwide. Nationwide. I yeah. still feel like you wouldn't even notice that. Right? I'm going to Google number of chickens in the United States right now. Because <laughs> now I have to know. Because I think that the number is going to shock us. Number of chickens. You know, I was once traveling US. on a highway in <gasps> Delaware. 9.2 billion. 9.2 billion in the world. 
No, U.S. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Has what? the highest population of chickens, 9.2 billion. So you could blink and 50,000 would die and you wouldn't even notice. Oh, yeah. I've driven through <laughs> Delaware past a, a chicken ranch mm-hmm. that uh, was owned by Purdue. Mm. And there were dead chickens all <gasps> over the highway. Gross. Like they just escape. They learn how to fly. They land. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I just remember. Man. I just remember thinking, "What the? Ha- you would think they would mitigate this right? problem? What a, what a profit loss!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the price of chicken has skyrocketed. I have noticed because mm. we do eat a lot of chicken in my house. Yeah, so maybe fifty thousand. I don't know. And also, there's distribution channel issues exactly. I would, and I was labor and the yeah. warehouse and yada yada yada. The cost of fuel to get the eggs from yes. point A to point B. There's just, a whole thing, Kevin. It's just funny though that. That the eggs, mm-hmm. primarily, I don't know, maybe the media is hyping it up. They pick Probably. on something and run with it. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I, we did a house on the Cape. Terrible time to do it in the last year. Plywood was 80 bucks a sheet. Jesus. $80 for an 8 by 4 That's three-quarter crazy. inch piece of wood. $80. Should be about 25 Yeah. So. Well. That's the world we live in now. Kevin, you could always, this was very popular during the pandemic, buy your own chickens. Yeah, right. And just gather your own eggs. Unless you live around here, because then the Cooper's Hawks will eat them. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. And And, our last one. And the Fisher Cats. And the Foxes. And the the Coyotes. Coyotes, (laughs) yeah. Fact, yeah. Don't. You know what? Never mind. (laughs) Bad idea. Last email today comes from Kim from West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. I'm recently divorced. 44 years old with no kids. I'm not a prude, but I'm not going on Tinder because it's too easy. (laughs) My small town has nobody worth pursuing. Oh, sorry, West Bridgewater. How do I find a nice guy without online dating? I feel like you guys are cool. Thanks, Kim. And was wondering what you'd do in my situation. All right, as as a man, Rick, what's your advice for Kim? First of all, Kim, I am flattered that (laughs) you called me cool and that you think that I can give you some good dating advice mm-hmm. and I am sorry from the bottom of my heart that I am taken because <laughs> you sound cool too <laughs> and no kids and no, no kids. baggage yes that's a plus yeah. that's a plus mm-hmm. uh well I feel like I'm I'm old school I'm old-fashioned I think getting out there first of all it's kind of like create a sales funnel if you will yes. right like start with look at your Facebook friends Mm-hmm. Who, who's in there? You know, maybe like for me, I found a girl from high school that we reconnected with. Now we're married, two kids. And uh, that's how I did it. I mean, yep. they're out there. They might be like right under your nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing you shouldn't do is ask all your friends <laughs> ad nauseum. Do you have a brother? Do you have a brother? Do you have a single friend? Is your friend single? Anyone at work? Because that gets annoying. And mm-hmm. and there's uh, definitely desperation there. You can be a nine physically, but the second you start doing that, I, I'll speak for myself. I, I knocked you down to about mm-hmm. six. Like I would say two things. One, you could let some trusted friends know like, hey, I'm ready to kind of get back in the dating pool. Like just FYI, if mm-hmm. you know of anyone or whatever. Yeah. But two, the problem sometimes with that is, and I've done it myself, is like the second you hear that someone's single, you're like, you just start cataloging all the other single people you know and force fitting that sing- those two single people together, even if you don't really think they have anything in common. Just 
You know what I mean? To check a box. <laughs> I, I absolutely will not do it because yeah. it puts a lot of pressure, undue pressure on me. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, and I, and I, I'm, uh, I feel so anxious if I ever did like put one person with another person. It never works out. Right. I'm a horrible matchmaker. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is like, I, this is awful. Mm-hmm. I really fucked this up. <laughs> but I do, I, I do like your idea of the whole, you know, take a look at your social media and re- maybe reconnect with people mm-hmm. um, that you haven't seen in a while. But also, like, take some time and figure out what are your interests, right? Do you really like to cook? Take a cooking class. Do you really like to hike? Join a group. You know, like, there's group things you can do to meet people that have, like, like-minded interests. Yep. I mean, I met my husband in a bar. We both like to drink. But I'm <laughs> just kidding. This was a thousand years ago. Sure. And so, like, yep. as a 44-year-old single woman, Kim, I'm assuming you're not going to sidle up to the bar at local tavern in West Bridgewater and wait for Mr. Right to come along. Like, that's not our demographic, you yep. know? It's, yep. it's different. I do like the idea of finding that thing that you like to do. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to find someone who's exactly like you, but f- something that you can kind of... at least start it with some level of common ground and you yeah. see if it grows organically from there or not. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. So, okay, so... What's Welcome to Loveline yeah. with yeah. Rick Bank and Liz Daly. Edge at your own risk. <laughs> so her name was Kim, right? Kim, yes. All right, Kim. Well, thanks for the uh, email. Um, get back to us. Let us know if any of these things helped. Yes. And when we say, like, look for groups, you know, I'm not talking like Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> talking about, like, uh, a photography class yeah. or... Uh, Something of that mm-hmm. nature. <laughs> All right, Liz, let's do some ads. All right. Perez Martial Arts is dedicated to changing the lives of people one person at a time through martial arts, education, and coaching, and they strive to provide a safe, comfortable, and welcoming atmosphere for all students and family members in Medfield. Students at Perez Martial Arts will not only learn the necessary skill sets to protect themselves, they stand behind their realistic and practical approach, confident it will enable every member to achieve greatness and live their best life. They also host birthday parties. A birthday party at Perez Martial Arts is just like any other fun birthday party, but with a lot more kicking and punching. Check them out online at PerezMartialArts.com. Park Street Books is New England's largest children's bookstore. They just celebrated their 20th anniversary. You know, it's great being the largest of anything. With that comes respect, acknowledgement, and admiration. The largest city in the United States. Want to take a guess, Liz? The Big Apple? That's right. <laughs> the smallest? Jeez. Oh, Who cares? Right. <laughs> See what I mean? When you're large, you're in charge. Unless you're a horse jockey. Then you're the guy who just came in last place by a long shot. By the way, do you know horse jockeys weigh between 108 to 118 pounds? I did not know that. However, I do know that they are, have to be very miniature. <laughs> yeah, they're about five foot nothing. It's yeah. true. I just Googled it. <laughs> Jim has plenty of books in his store about horses. And if he doesn't have the one you're looking for, he can order it for you with a super fast turnaround of just a few days. So come into the store in downtown Medfield or check them out online at parkstreetbooks.com. Okay, Liz. All right. The theme of the show, mm-hmm. marital peeves. Yes. How long have you been married? It was 20 years in October. We've been together for over 23. Wow, I congratulations. Know. A long time. That is a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That's yep. a milestone. That's really great. I know. Uh, we celebrated it by going out to dinner at Avenue. <laughs> I love that restaurant. Which was wonderful, yes. Keep it yeah, simple. See, I know. That's, you guys are practical yes. and you mm-hmm. were happy with that, yep. right? You weren't like giving them shit that <laughs> no. you were getting I mean, was, taken we away. Deci- no, no, no. It was a, a, a couple decision that we weren't going to do anything big. Are you the same couple that doesn't make much ado about Valentine's Day as well? I don't think we've gotten each other a Valentine's Day card since we were dating. Good. Good yeah, for you we guys. We don't do any of that Good, crap. it's stupid. It is it's stupid. stupid. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Leslie and I, we've been married for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And we, on our first anniversary, pulled out the wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. The wedding album. The album, yeah. And uh, we perused through it, mm-hmm. looked at it, and we thought, this will be the thing that we do every year. <laughs> <laughs> Has that thing been cracked open since? Uh, the second <laughs> anniversary, we opened it up, but we didn't get past page three and we oh said, this God. is stupid. Well, the longer you're married, the more depressing it is to look at those pictures because you're like, woo, yeah. <laughs> it looked a little different back then. Wow. <laughs> I had a flat stomach. Right. <laughs> look at all that hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only time I think we're ever going to dip into that thing is mm-hmm. when one of us dies and we need some pictures on the table totally. at the wake. Yeah, the kids will. It's will so do that. morbid, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's like no. you go and you see grandma, and it's mm-hmm. like always. <laughs> yeah. Where's yep. that goddamn wedding album? We need a good picture of grandpa. <laughs> so true. <laughs> see a good picture of that guy, and I'm like, oh. yeah. All right, so uh, I went on to uh, Reddit. I like to go oh. to Reddit. <laughs> I really hate to, I mean, I, I, I say it with pride. Mm-hmm. I find a great source for some material here is Reddit. It, it is. You go it on is. and you just, you, you type something in and there's already a conversation about it and there's some good stuff yes, there. Yes, I agree. So I just asked, uh, what's your pet peeve in a significant other or spouse? Ooh, interesting. And I got two kinds of answers. I got the short, quick to the point answers. Mm-hmm. And then I got... A little more detailed answers. All so right. some of the quick ones, and just tell me if if mm-hmm. these resonate with you. This one's, this is not a good. The moment they walk into the house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a peeve. Yeah. <laughs> um, leaving hair in the shower. Mm. Yep. I'm used to it. It's not a peeve anymore. I just accept it. Yeah, Dan used to it too. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, although passive aggressively, sometimes I'll I'll pick it up. And I'll slap it against the glass door. <laughs> I just let it sit there. And then I don't squeegee, right? I only clean it, like, right if I know the cleaners are coming that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You pay the cleaners. Like such an animal. Yes. Like, yeah. uh, she leaves the cabinet doors open frequently. Dan does that. Yeah. First, he'll just take a glass and just walk away. And I'm like, and I, but it's, he's always done it. It's just mm. like this weird thing. And so I just. Like Vanna White, go behind him and close the cabinet. It's funny. It's amazing. If Leslie is gone for the night, like mm-hmm. let's say she takes the kids up to her parents' house mm-hmm. or goes away for a night with the kids. I I go back to 1997 living in a fraternity house. Like the next morning I wake up and there's shit everywhere. Really? Yes. And I, I'm that so- That quickly? I'm so horrified with myself. I think I feel like I'm on vacation mode. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do shit. Right. I don't have to clean up with <laughs> And it's like there's a. I was eating cereal, <laughs> and there's a box of it empty, just sitting there. And there's a ring of milk in a bowl still sitting there from yesterday. It's the cabinets are open. There's 
And you have a, you have such everywhere. a beautiful home. I, I can't believe that you would like deface it oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I walk, I wake up the next morning, I come downstairs, you know, it's just a disaster. Are you ashamed of yourself? I, I am. Good. I am. I, I immediately <laughs> just clean it all up. Uh, she does not replace trash bags. Oh, that's annoying. It is. It's like finish the job. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's a. Uh, you could insert toilet yeah. paper, you know, anything. Just, yeah, That's representative for... Yes. Yep. Okay. Some of the more detailed <laughs> ones. Uh, she doesn't know how to relax. She seems to always want to be cleaning something, yet she's also really messy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that woman has children and feels like there's always something she has to do, and it's almost impossible to relax, and you have a never-ending to-do list in your head. I would guess. Mm -hmm. Stop it with the cleaning. Just parcel that out. If you have kids, mm -hmm. put them to work. Yeah. Right? Like Leslie will do that. She'll be like cleaning up after the kids. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop that. Stop that. Hey, guys, come in here. I know. I'm better about that than me. Like yep. we can't even get them to put their dishes in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So they'll like leave the room after dinner and then I'm in the kitchen just doing the dishes anyway. And he's like, get back here, put yeah. these down and I'll just be doing it. He's like, don't do that. Let They have to do this. Now, when you were raised, were your parents cleaning up after you? As they well? were, but my mom is a super control freak uh -huh. and it had more to do with her needing to control everything than it did, you know, us having some responsibility. So it's like, you're not doing it right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, in my household, it was make your bed, keep your room clean. I had to clean the bathroom. Really? On Saturday mornings, I had to clean the bathroom. Oh, my wow. sister would clean the living room or something, you know, and that was, those were our jobs. So. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with delegating. Uh, no matter where I go in this house, there is some there is someone standing in my way. Yeah. <laughs> Usually doing nothing at all. We make eye contact, and they fail to get out of my fucking way. <laughs> I love that. All caps. Seriously, if a freight train was barreling toward me, I would politely step off the track. <laughs> I can totally relate to that, mostly in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm the one that does pretty much all the meal prep for everybody, everything. And yep. so if I'm in the kitchen doing meal prep, I don't want anyone else in the kitchen. Don't come in and mill around and look for something. Don't stand there and talk to me. I'm focused. Get like, And I've literally said no one is allowed in this kitchen while I am, I am in here. Sounds like the apple doesn't fall yeah. apart from the tree, right? Do you yeah. think you're a lot like your mom? I Maybe? learned through therapy okay. that, yes, Rick, the Sorry. apple didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Well, that's how it always goes. Yes. Okay, uh, this one's great. She gives exhaustive descriptions of where to find something she'd like me to get for her. Here's a quote. At the back of the garden in the wooden shed on the left-hand side, I think, unless it was left on the right-hand side, there's a rake with the green handle. Behind that should be the bow saw. Can you get it for me? Oh, my God. <laughs> she could have caught it herself by the time she got that sentence yeah. out. He says, could have just said, quote, pass me the bow saw, please, and <laughs> saved a little time. Happens often. Occasionally, I ask her to skip to the end, and I'll ask if I don't know where it, it is. But that's rarely needed. Oh, my God. That's really funny. That is funny. <laughs> but he recognizes, like, this is her thing. Mm -hmm. It annoys him. So he's he's trying to diplomatically preempt the annoyance by, like, just bottom line me. Yeah. And I'll 
Ask a question. Bottom line. <laughs> so that is, uh, I, f- I feel like now what we should do is get into our peeves. Mm-hmm. Let's let's bring it home. Yeah. Right? And then uh, we've asked our spouses yep. to send. So your husband, Dan, texted me three peeves about mm-hmm. you. And my wife, Leslie, texted you three. We don't know what those are. Right. So that'll be fun. But let's give ours. Let's shit on them first. All right. And we'll do that. And then you have some, uh, was there an article? So I, (laughs) it was that love letters letter from the the Boston Globe that I don't know if you read it or not. Um, Yes, I did. Okay, you did. Yeah. I just, and this is, Dan and I are garbage human beings sometimes. You are. He he reads the love letters column every every day or week or however it comes out. Because he gets such a kick out of like people's quote unquote relationship problems mm-hmm. and how they're seeking outside help for something that they could probably resolve on their own. And most of the time it's like red flag, red flag, oh, get yeah. out, you yep. know? Yep. And so he told me about this one and I found it and I read it and we've just been laughing about it for days. Let's, let's hear about it. All right. So for local folks uh, in Massachusetts, the Boston Globe runs this column um, called Love Letters, where folks can write into an advice columnist, um, a la like a Dear Abby type of person, with their relationship issues. And the advice columnist, who I believe is a licensed therapist, responds, but also readers can respond as well with their thoughts. So here's the latest <sighs> Dear Love Letters. First of all, thank you for reading my letter. I've been married six years to a wonderful woman who has let me know she wants a divorce. (laughs) She's so wonderful, though. This guy already (laughs) sounds like... We come from different backgrounds. My family is very religious. I am less religious than they are, but more than she is. Her grounds for divorce, as stated, are that I have left her feeling unwanted romantically and frozen out with sex. This is because I've never wanted to hurt her or to be seen as one of the, the one of those guys who thinks about intimacy and, quote, getting it on all the time. You mean every guy? Right? That's a fact. You're like the only one, pal. Yeah, totally. I figure that if she wants it, I will wait for her to instigate and be happy to comply. Instigate. This <laughs> is bad. What mo- a beta bitch. Yes. You're like, I'll just wait in the corner, honey. You let me when you want to. I mean, I just, you know. I- yeah. This guy's a putz. <laughs> totally. I didn't know, honestly, it would have this effect. Really? Like, (laughs) totally sexually ignoring your wife? You didn't think that that would be a problem? Well, it gets better, listeners. Usually (laughs) usually it's the other way around. It's like, if you get your hands off of me, when you stop- humping my leg. (laughs) Stop grabbing my ass every time you walk by. Totally. (laughs) Is that a weird thing? Or is it like your hands are like- magnets to our asses i don't understand leslie and i are laughing at all these instagram videos of um the switcheroo where like uh the wives are going by their husbands and just like totally groping them Ah, i haven't (laughs) seen those i'm just gonna look them up later i'm like see i'm not the only one (laughs) so he goes on to say she told me last week that she doesn't care if our marriage burns to the ground did he preface this with like she's a wonderful lady she's a wonderful lady she's a wonderful Two days, two, two days after this conversation, she, she had sex with an alcoholic who lives two blocks away and is recently divorced. 
<laughs> he, he has another girlfriend and is an open relationship with her. I never wanted an open relationship and I don't want a divorce. But what I want clearly doesn't matter at this point. You think, dude? She's the fucking the alcoholic down the street. <laughs> but she's wonderful. Oh my, he doesn't want a divorce. And then he goes on, should I even bother trying marriage counseling at this point? She says she still cares about me and wants to be friends, but not friends with benefits. Yeah. But I feel hurt and betrayed. It kills me that I hurt her and that I'm not enough. How do I make oh. this right? How do I make this right? This guy is such a loser. Totally. And so I, this guy needs counseling, but like deep, like cognitive behavioral therapy counseling. Mm. He does not need marriage counseling. He needs to get rid of this wonderful woman. <laughs> I'm going to assume because he didn't mention kids that they don't have kids. I don't believe so. I, I would assume he would mention it if yeah. they did. So let's just go with yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. uh, this person needs, I think, his own therapist. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Okay, because he's such a chump. Total what a, chump. What a chump. Like, and how, like, if that's his personality oh. coming through in one letter, like, what a limp noodle. You know what yes, I mean? Like yes. just as a, as a man, yeah. I want to say sack up, right. dude. And sack I could, like, up. no woman is going to be attracted to that kind of personality at all. No. At all. No. We're like, you're willing to take me back after I said I want our marriage to burn to the ground and I told you I'm fucking our alcoholic neighbor. Like, fuck you, dude. This is the guy that gets ascended in the parking lot right. and gets out and apologizes. apologizes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. My bad. Like, this person is weak yes weak he needs to do a lot of work and i feel i do feel bad like he's a weak person probably gets taken advantage of in every area of his life work friends mm, whatever yeah he needs to work on getting a backbone yeah before he does anything wow yeah so since um since dan and i discovered this letter all week we've been like just gonna run up to the alcoholic neighbor's house real quick i'll be back in a few <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear the, the love letter from the alcoholic guy. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> this crazy wild chick keeps coming up to me. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, she's got this wet noodle of a <laughs> husband. How do I get them to separate? She, I bet you $1,000 if she went back to the limp noodle and was like, I'll consider taking you back if you watch me fuck the alcoholic neighbor. He's like, sure thing, honey. <laughs> Sounds someone, wonderful. Someone needs to record this. Yes. <laughs> Bring your phone. <laughs> Gross. All right. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Okay. Uh, can I share with you my peeves? How should we do this? Do we want to do my our peeves with our spouses or do we want our spouses to go? Let's Let, set it up with us going yes, first. Yes, I think so. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to go yours about Leslie first? Sure. The first person that... Well, one of the people we spoke about who said uh, she gives exhaustive descriptions, <laughs> he and I might want to do a wife swap <laughs> because mine was, first one is, can't verbally explain where something is with any specificity. Did I say that word right? You did. Okay. Uh, it usually happens. We both hate driving each other's cars. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. You know, like that's just something you don't want. I don't want to relearn how to drive a car. How come the... The radio knob isn't here. How come the... Your the cars are totally different, yeah. too. Yeah. How come the windshield wiper... Mm -hmm. How do you do the... Where's the blinker? God damn, the headlights aren't <laughs> on. What, what is that? You know, I just don't yeah. want to do that, right? So we don't like to drive each other's cars. But mm -hmm. when we have to, you know, it it's just chaotic from yep. the beginning. I'm, I'm like, Leslie, 
where are your car keys? It's a simple question. Mm -hmm. We have a rack with four hooks on it for keys by the door, and they're rarely ever there. That's where I look first. And if they're not there, I stop the search, and I say, where are your keys? And she can never just say, they're in my purse with any, you know, she can't definitively tell me where they are. She Mm -hmm. tells me the Oh, it's she, we work from we work big picture and then we then <laughs> oh we, okay then we they're drill in the down. house <laughs> starts with uh they're they're in the kitchen where in the kitchen um maybe on the key rack no they're not on the key rack that's why I'm asking uh they could be in my purse or in one of my jackets I'm like okay and then I'm like. Just drilling down from right. there, right? Or, 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 Rick, or, or, as I'm like in the fifth pocket <laughs> of like the third jacket, <laughs> or they might be in the car, you know. <laughs> that drives me absolutely insane. Do you know what? When she says, Rick, where are your keys? I'm like, they're in the car. Oh, you just leave them in there? Yep. Oh. Just leave them right in the driveway. Like, so if you want to steal my car, right. go for it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, they leave, during the day, they're just, the keys stay mm-hmm. in there, and at the end of the day, they just come in on the hook. You yep. know, those are the only two places. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm going to be like that, um, you should be too. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense when. Well, especially for something like that, that there is a specific place it should be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like for me, mine are always in my purse. Dan's are always on the kitchen counter. Yeah. Like that's it. Sure. Period. Yeah. So I agree. You got one? Let's go oh, back. Oh, do I? Um, okay. <laughs> If he needs my or the kid's attention, he just yells from room to room rather than getting up and going over to the intended person and having a conversation in a civilized manner. I'm going to meet him halfway in the middle there. <laughs> As the patriarch of the house, mm-hmm. I feel like there are two classes of citizen. There's the equal, that mm-hmm. would be you, the wife, right? Yep. And then there's the common folk, the children. Yes. Right? You can yell to your kid, but you shouldn't yell to your wife. Oh, he does it all the time. I do it. I do it too. I do mm-hmm. it too because it's easy. It's yes, lazy, that's the thing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a, hey, Leslie. Mm-hmm. You know. So we got into a tiff recently, mm-hmm. uh, where tell. this this started because I was in the kitchen, mm-hmm. food prepping as I often do. Yep. And I had my AirPods in, mm-hmm. listening to something, and he was in our family room. And he was facing facing the TV. And yep. he was apparently talking to me, but I didn't know because I couldn't hear him. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden I just hear, Liz! And I was like, and I like pulled the AirPod out. I go, what? And he's snapping at me. He's like, I've been talking to you for like three minutes and you haven't heard anything I said. And I said, well, I have my AirPods in. I obviously couldn't hear you. And your back is to me. I had no idea you were talking to me. And I go, what do you want? And he goes, he goes, never mind. I don't even want to tell you now. And I go, good, because I couldn't care less what you have to say anyway. <laughs> that's great. That's how we argue, like children. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's that's, just like, that's a 20-year marriage. Yeah. And that's great mm-hmm. if that's what you're but fighting about. But then, like, about. an hour later, we're like, what do you want to do for dinner? Yeah. Or, like, you know what I mean? It's just oh, like yeah. it didn't even matter. <laughs> yep, yep. Roommates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, what you got? Um, when my wife is starting a task and I happen to be in the vicinity, mm-hmm. she pulls me on board. And that that gets me 
That grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing something too. That's that's the problem. If I was just sitting on my butt watching TV and she came home from the grocery store, did the grocery shopping for an hour, and then she proceeded to bring in all the groceries and I'm still sitting on right. the couch, uh, like I'm being lazy and I'm not helping out. But then if she starts, you know, putting the the groceries away into the fridge and the cabinets and I'm still sitting right. there, yeah, maybe I should get off my ass and help out. Mm-hmm. But that's rarely ever the case. I'm usually in the process of doing something myself, right? And if I just happen to be there, I get pulled in. Hey, can you help me with the groceries? Uh, I'm like, okay. you can do the groceries. Right, because you're in the middle of or, doing Or do you want to yeah. do the switcheroo? Right, do you, right. you want to do this and I'll do that? Um, it happens with that. It happens with um, trash removal. Mm. Like someone had complained about, she never changes the tra- you know? Right. If I take the trash bag out, or if she's taking the trash bag out, she tells me to replace the bag. I'm like, why don't you do it? Like, like you're on it. Just see. Mm-hmm. I always say to her, see the job to the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, it's kind of like my mantra. I'm mm-hmm. like, just see it to the end. You know what's funny? So we're not with the trash removal in our house. Mm-hmm. We usually have Will take it out. But like sometimes Dan will. I, I'm always, for whatever reason, the one to remove the trash. Mm-hmm. And then I put it, I just put it in the corner. I don't even pretend I'm going to take it out. Um, and so usually I'll just have Will do it, but sometimes Dan will come grab it um, and take it out. For some reason, he thinks like I shouldn't have to take the trash out because I'm a lady. Mm-hmm. But I always, regardless of who takes I always, I always am the one that replaces the trash bag. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. It's just one of those weird, like we always talk about, you sort of fall into these divisions of labor. Yeah. Like if I see Dan removing the trash from the, Wastebasket. I just go and get a trash bag and put it in there because he's going to be on his way out to the garage. Gotcha. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. These, these are trivial problems. <laughs> these this are very is, trivial. This is good news. <laughs> <Yes>. Good news. <laughs> All right. So next up for Dan is he doesn't know where certain dishes go. When emptying the dishwasher, he will often leave a platter, serving utensil, etc., on the counter because he, quote, doesn't know where it goes. <laughs> now, Rick, we've established I've been married to my husband for 20 years. Mm-hmm. We've lived in our house for 17. Yep. The, that stuff has been in the same place for the most part for almost two decades now. So mm. I think you could probably, even if you just weren't totally sure, open up a cabinet or two and deduce where this goes. But nope, there's always like a couple of things left on the counter. Uh, again, I'm going to have to meet him in the middle <laughs> here. <laughs> because I do that too, because uh, you might not even realize you're doing it. But you, and I say you, like you people, <laughs> mm-hmm. wives, generally like to reorganize things, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know what? The sheet pans used to go here <laughs> for the last 15 years and it worked out. But I think, I think it might make more sense to move them over here now. Leslie does that from time to time. Really? She'll, she'll get into a, a de- usually it happens when, you know, you try to declutter. Yeah. Like, why do we have four colanders? Right. How did that happen? <laughs> we have four colanders. I think we need one. Let's purge. Mm-hmm. Right. And hey, while I'm, while I'm at it, why don't we move some things around? And uh, yeah, I didn't get the memo and <laughs> I gave up. I gave up giving a shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to move it. I'm going to put it where I want, and then I'm going to be told where it goes later. Ah. And, and so I'm kind of like just kicking the can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I know you're going to tell me. <laughs> I don't want to have the conversation now. 
<laughs> I don't want to have to find you. I don't have to mm-hmm. yell your name mm-hmm. out, you know, because you hate that. It's one of your peeves. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait for you to realize it's misplaced. Mm-hmm. And then you just tell me and then we just move on. So yes. I yeah. kind of feel like. And this is long-term relationships. Yeah, <laughs> These totally. are the things that happen. Totally. Um, one of the peeves I have, mm-hmm. this is my last one, uh, in conversation with my wife when she's so literal and I can tell. I can tell when I'm losing her. I can mm-hmm. tell when we're having two different conversations because she just kind of looks at me. She doesn't. The, it's not so much that she's taking me too literally and she's like thinking, oh, we were just having a conversation about X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. I thought you were still talking about that. I didn't realize that you had transitioned. That's how it always happens, mm-hmm. right? Like I've moved on. Right. I didn't reset with you. Uh, and you still think we're talking about something completely different. And that's why our, our uh, paths are you know, mm-hmm. why there's a disconnect there. Yes, yeah. yes. But I'm always the one to figure it out because of the expression on her face, which <laughs> is a, a cross between I don't give a shit <laughs> and uh, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. <laughs> and that is insulting because whatever I'm saying is always important. So important. Yes. <laughs> so I stop. But what makes me even more angry is she just doesn't stop me and say, hey, hey, uh, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Just, it's not registering. It's not making sense. So instead, I have to be, you know, eight breaths into this mm-hmm. passionate thing I'm talking about. Then catch the cue, catches up with me, and I say, oh, I lost you. <laughs> I lost you, right? Do I have, where do I have to restart? And I have to, like... You know, cater to the listener. Right. And, like, are you? Uh, do you still? Mm-hmm. You still think we're talking about mm-hmm. drop off and pick up, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> next. That next train Saturday. left the station five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, keep up, lady. Keep up. And then I and then I stop. And I'm like, how did how did you think I was still talking about that? None of the context clues were matching up. But it's like she's. Got like probably more of like a linear brain, right? So she's trying to make that connection. It's a backhanded compliment mm-hmm. to say she has like a Rain Man brain. Like she hmm. is so she's high a functioning. Engineering major, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. so high functioning that sometimes the social cues just right. are like, <laughs> you know, just just knock down a peg. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, come on, <laughs> keep up. All right, anyway. my last one is. Dan is always the last one to be ready to leave the house. Despite me being the one to not only get myself ready and the kids as well, we are always sitting in the car, the four of us, Mm -hmm. waiting for him to do, quote, one more thing. And this happens, I mean, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. When it, when it annoys me the most though, is you, is when we are going to the Cape in the summers and he, it's, Always the night before, we got to be on the road by X, so we're going to hit traffic at the bridge, blah, blah, blah. Who's saying that? Him or you? Dan is saying that. Yep. So he's the one that's all hot to trot to get out of the house by Mm -hmm. a certain time. I pack for myself and the three kids the night before. He doesn't pack anything the night before. He waits until the next day to pack his stuff, which is fine. We're usually just going for one night. It's not a lot of stuff. But I have packed for four people and made sure that everything was taken care of for the cat and blah, blah, blah. And so... I know that his deadline of 10 a.m. or whatever it is is going to come and go because he's still futzing around. And sure enough, it always does. And then we're all ready. We're ready to go. The kids are waiting. Then they start getting restless. And then they start bickering. And we're still waiting. And I'm like, are you ready to go? Like, we're ready to go. And so then we finally get in the car. And we're still waiting. 
He's still mm. in the house. He's like making another thing of coffee for his travel mug. Oh, yeah. He's ch- double checking the windows. Mm-hmm. And like that, I go, if I give him 60 seconds, then I go back in the house and I'm like, what's taking so long? <laughs> I might have to be on your side on this. Thank one. you. Yeah. You just yeah. have to leave. There's, you're always going to wonder if the mm-hmm. oven is on, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. You and I are in the same camp here because Good. when we travel, my kids, I think I've mentioned before that my wife and kids refer to me as travel dad. It's yeah. my alter ego. <laughs> but like, and I use the, the, anal- the, this is the example that encompasses the whole problem. Mm-hmm. Like, we drive to the airport, we park the car, we get out of the car, we shut the doors, I open the trunk, I take out four bags, I give you a bag and you a mm-hmm. bag. Everyone gets a bag. I'm like Oprah with the bags, right? <laughs> then I shut the trunk and then I lift up the handle on my wheeling luggage and I start walking. Yep. And then like 30 seconds later, I look over my shoulder and I see three idiots fumbling <laughs> with their jackets and, yeah. you know, like adjusting their belt buckle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you know. the hell they're doing. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, hey, just settle down, travel dad. And Leslie gets mad at me. It's like, well, some people need to do. I'm like, no, no, it was all. I did all the work. I right? handed you the thing. I shut the door. I locked up. Let's go. Yes. And that's how my dad was growing up, mm-hmm. too. Like before. We went to, he took us to Europe a couple times, which was lovely before we, the night before we left, he would have, we would have to give him our passports. Like he wouldn't even let us be responsible for our own pass. Like he controlled everything, controlled the itinerary. Like my dad was a total travel dad. And so Mm -hmm. I get my control, like time management, all of that from him. That's what it is. Time time management. management. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well then why don't we now transition to what's wrong with us? Yes. Do you want to hear what Dan has to say about you first? Or let's just go back and forth. I'd love to. Yeah. (laughs) So I got this text from your husband. It Mm -hmm. says, Rick, I hope all is well. Here are my top peeves with Liz. I actually have a laminated list of 25, but here are the top three. (laughs) Such a joker. (laughs) First one, ridiculous volume of noise created by all movement. (laughs) I mean, you, you you can just totally picture that, right? Yes, I can. Oh my god! Well, yeah. uh, do you do you slam cabinets and yeah, uh, and I drawers like, and? My dad said pound for pound, I'm the loudest person on earth. <laughs> I I and I, but I don't do it on purpose. Like mm-hmm. I am a slammer. I walk heavy. I t- talk loud. Like I just there's a lot of noise coming out of this mm-hmm. little bod, mm-hmm. and like he has to warn me sometimes if he's getting on a conference call. Like you can't walk around the house in those boots. Like you can't like. And I was I was getting dressed the other morning, and he had just gotten out of the shower, and I was putting on, you know, I wear heels every day. I was putting yeah. on heels, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Maybe today's a slipper day, hun." I go, "No, <laughs> no, there are no slipper days here. I'll see you later." And I stomped out of the bedroom. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, he's right. I own that. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in in being like that. A lot of people, a lot of uh, go getters, you know, people that are like. Carpe diem kind of yeah, mindset. Yeah, that's like, sorry. I'm like hard char- not hard charging, but like, you know, like, I you, know. You're not a passive person. No. Right? Like you, everything you do is. Um, it's with you, intent. Yes, yes, <laughs> right, right. Okay. All right, let's see. Leslie says one of her pet peeves is not paying attention to the kid's schedule slash activities. He has no idea who has to be where and when unless I specifically tell him. This is in spite of him having access to the same calendars I do. Guilty as charged. Yeah. And this, I mean, I could have written this about Dan too. That's Mm -hmm. any, yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. I want my wife to understand. It's not me. It's us. Yep. Yeah. It's the male brain. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, 
wives out there, like you and Leslie, you're enablers. You're like, <laughs> we don't have, why, why, why we, we don't need duplicity. It's kind of like when there's a merger, like that's mm-hmm. what a marriage is, right? One company and another company, they get together, right? right. We don't need two EVPs of sales, right? right? So one of them's going to go, right? So we don't need two schedulers. You're better at it, so it's your job, and I'm just. But she does have like uh, a lot of times she'll say like on a Tuesday, oh, so you're you're gonna get Charlie? I'm like, where is he? And she's like, are you? But are you having this conversation in your kitchen in front of that beautiful mm. calendar? Yeah, that's yeah. I and just... all she has to say to you is turn the fuck around. <laughs> that's exactly. It's right there. Yeah, she even made Mission Control yeah. like it's all here, hun. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, here's another one about you. I love this one. This requires some explaining. Oh, Jesus. Constant sniffing and sniffling. (laughs) All right. You know what? He's not wrong. But (laughs) if you spent an hour in our house and you heard how many times this man clears his throat, you'd give him a lung brush. It's fucking irritating. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And he finds annoying. I get it. So the sniffing, I I read that as... uh, And I kind of saw this. I mean, I I played this out (laughs) in my head, but the picture was... You in hot pursuit to find that smell. Oh. Are those Will's socks? Yeah. Are those, is that Avery's backpack? Did what? the cat poop behind yeah. the couch? I yeah. smell something and I'm going to find it, but no. that's not what we're no, talking about. No, it's just, just a runny nose that mm. annoys him. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's that big. I can't believe that made his top three. Yeah. I would not have Things are that. pretty good, Dan. Whew, I'll say. All right, here we go. Rick assumes I'm his personal secretary slash Google searcher. For example, he'll ask me for phone numbers or addresses that could be easily looked up online, or he'll repeatedly ask me the same number because he never bothers to save it in his own phone's contact list. (laughs) That would irritate the shit out of me. (laughs) Yeah. Do you see a theme here? It's organization, (laughs) right? It's uh, a lot of times if I'm driving and she's on the phone, I'll say, hey, can you just, because we're talking. Right. You got the phone in your hand. I have a steering wheel in my mm-hmm. hand. Why don't you just pull up that? You want me? And by the way, it's like, did you call the so and so yet? Did you did you cancel this? Okay. Did you, did you set up a, an appointment with so and so? Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I didn't. Of course, no, because I don't until I'm asked three times. <laughs> right. That's probably the next beef. <laughs> but uh, I I say no. I'll, but I'll do it now while I'm driving. Yep. Can you just? And then when she does it, I, I'm, it's all hands free. It's just, it's for my safety. Yes. Okay. But yeah. like, do you have any of Charlie's or Rosie's parent, like friends, parents in your phone? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Neither does Dan. Which None. I think is like, I think that's pretty typical because mm-hmm. the moms are the ones that are usually coordinating all the social activities and yep. carpools and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's, it would annoy me if like, if you asked me, the same thing more than twice. I'd be like, "That's is the last time." Yeah. So now you're gonna put it in your phone, and I'm gonna watch while you do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times the uh, thing doesn't need to be put into yeah. the phone because it's a one and done kind mm-hmm. of a call. Got it. So, okay, yeah. that's yeah. fair. Yep. All right, last one for you. All right, let's bring it home. Uh, love of setting specific timelines and deadlines for things that don't require it. You know what? Oh, Fuck you, Dan, oh, and your poor time oh. management. <laughs> when I read that one, I was like, oh, that's See, this is going like, to war. If we, things have to happen by certain times or not everything can get done. You want to leave the house for the Cape at 10 a.m.? Uh, okay, well, uh-huh. we're going to have to backtrack from that. Yeah. And at 8, this has to happen. And at 9, this has to happen. And at 9.55, this has to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> torn. I think I think it's situational. And if you were to go to marriage counseling, which I don't think you need, but if you were like, okay, we got a free coupon, we got mm-hmm. a Groupon for right. marriage counseling. Let's let's try it out, Dan. It's you know, uh, you could. And you find you're looking for something to try to improve on. This could be one mm-hmm. of them. Well, it's it's my control issues that I inherited from my mother. That's right. <laughs> well, you know they say I've traveled, Dad. I get I always get to my gate about five to ten minutes before they start boarding it. Just perfect because you're not sitting there wasting time. Exactly. <laughs> but if my wife is doing the setting specific timelines and deadlines. We arrive to that gate an hour to an hour and a half Oof. before boarding. And then we sit there and I just look over at her and I remind her about every eight minutes. <laughs> you know, we could have slept in a little bit longer. So what are you doing over there? Mm. Oh, me? Nothing. I'm just going to burn another hour of uh, entertaining kids. Yep. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's over. It's overkill. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like he's probably he's got you on the overkill part. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time. Yeah. There's got to be a happy medium there, yeah. right? Yeah. So Situational. Situational. Okay. All right. Lastly here from Leslie. He doesn't bother to read school emails, and it would never even cross his mind to fill out any of the paperwork required at the start of the school year. It's just assumed that I'll do it, even though this has never been discussed. That's a f- that's mm-hmm. hilarious because we talk about this. All- that's a theme on the show. I know. And she never listens to the show. That's so very she has, funny. She has no idea that we mm-hmm. talk about this. I'm very open about that. And mm-hmm. I lean into it saying that's not my job. Right. And you've even I've even said, said it. like there's it it does it annoys me that I have to do it for three kids, but I would never I would never relinquish that responsibility to Dan because I would then worry it wasn't gonna get done. <laughs> I tried to do something cool the other day. My daughter said I have a she, for whatever reason, she just said, Dad, can you sign my permission slip for a field trip? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. I look at it. It was just general terminology. It didn't say, it did give me the who, what, where, when, why, and how. It just had general school policy. I read it as, or interpreted it as, uh, this is a one-size-fits-all general, mm-hmm. when we go somewhere, can we bring your kid? Sure. sure. <laughs> so, but to be to be clear, you know, I wrote in the thing, it's like, you know, for field trips, I filled in the blank. I wrote any and all field trips, you know, and <laughs> signed my name, right? I just felt like I was being, doing my due diligence. I gave it to her. And she goes, Dad, you got to read the, the, you didn't look at the other side. That's why I'm laughing over here. I'm like, you never turned it over. No, the other side. It's like, we're going to such and such a place on this day at this time. And we're going to learn about that. I'm like, oh, here's all the information. You literally wrote like a blank check to take yes. my child anywhere. That's exactly what I did. And that's what I thought I had in my hand. Then I thought, why is it two pages? You couldn't have just asked yeah. for this in one page. How about a half a page? Let's save some paper. Yeah, I didn't understand the two-page thing either. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think like that. I don't think it takes two pages to ask, can I take your kid to this thing on that mm-hmm. day? Like, yes. that's that's a, you can. that's a half a page. Mm-hmm. That's Great. a half a page, and then you, you, you Xerox those things, and then you go to the paper cutter, and you just save the department exactly. money from the paper budget. <laughs> didn't need a two-sided sheet of paper. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the one time this year I filled something out, I totally <laughs> fucked it up. And now proving once again that that should be left to the moms. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for your support on that. Well, I think we've learned a lot. 
yeah. today. We yeah. learned a lot about each other, mm-hmm. our spouses, and I think at the end of the day, we're pretty lucky. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is kind of, this whole episode was like just, you like to say level set. Mm-hmm. This is what marriage is like. Yep. You you are married to the same person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And and they're not going to... You take the good with the bad. Yes. And it doesn't sound like the bad is all that bad. No. But it's just the repetition, you know? Mm-hmm. And those are just little uh, adjustments you can make. Mm-hmm. You know, when a pitcher's throwing his fastball and he's missing the strike zone, the, the coach will come in and say, hey, bring your elbow in. Hey, you know, that's all we need to do with our right. spouses. And if you can't talk to your spouse... About these little things and and have open communication, you know, they're probably going to start working the alcoholic <laughs> guy up the road. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, if you're that guy. Anyway. All right. Well, good. This was fun. Mm-hmm. All right, Liz, why don't you get us out sure. of here? I thank you, Scuttlebuds, as always, for listening. Um, please, if you could take a minute out of your day, go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe because that's how we'll find new listeners. As always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Scuttlebutt and hit us up with a, you know, a note, a question, feedback, etc. through smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Just click on the grievance line and we would love to hear from you. Have a great week. Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time and we need to make the money too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.